You are listening to the Next Play Podcast, the playbook for high-performing leaders who want to exceed their full potential. From walking on the Ole Miss football team at 5'7", 150 pounds, and earning a full D1 scholarship, to coaching thousands around the world and working with massive organizations like IBM, I've learned countless lessons that I'll be sharing right here with you. Join me as I interview some of the most successful people so you too can learn how to focus on always moving forward by deciding, planning, and executing on the next play relentlessly. This is Richie Contartesi with the Next Play Podcast, and today I have someone extremely, extremely special for you, someone I've been excited about having on the show for quite some time, um, even when I first started working with two markets. So I've got coach Bert here and what makes him so special is a lot of things, but number one, he's a coach, but he actually started as a championship basketball coach. So he's, he did that from 18 to 31 years old. Um, he's written 16 books and he's coming out with the 17th which is called Flip the Switch, and it's about activating your prey drive, which I'm sure we'll talk a lot about today. So if you, um, you know, I don't know, we'll talk about where you can find that or pre-order or whatever, but Flip the Switch. Uh, he's spoken on the 10X stage, so he's been on the biggest stage uh, of events for, for entrepreneurs, business owners, and salespeople. He's building the greatness factories uh, all over the world. I know he's got a a brand new one, a big one that he just closed on, I think out in Nashville. So we'll talk about that. He's been, you know, built a multi-million dollar coaching business, boot camps for kids. Um, he's got boot camps. He's got a lodge that he holds all these events at. I mean, this man is the real deal. There's no faking it. He does Facebook lives every single day. It seems like on my feed. Um, but if you want to activate a drive within you that's been dormant, um, if you feel you're not taking action, you've got to listen to this man. So I'm super excited to have uh, Coach Bert. Thanks you for be- thank you for being on. Yeah, man. So it's so good to be with you, and I love your energy, and um, love what you're doing because because I think you're solving big problems in the world. Money changes hands when problems are solved. A hundred percent. And when you see big problems like accountability, I call them neglected problems. And neglected problems are problems that that keep coming up over and over and over, and nobody seems to solve the problem. Right. And that's really where the big money is made is when you tackle big, juicy problems that nobody's solving. Right, bro. It's kind of trying to avoid them. So, yeah. Well, yeah. well, awesome, man. I appreciate that. So I just want to jump into the big one, flip the switch. And then I want to talk about all these different things you're going. So flip the switch. Walk me through this new book that you're writing. I've seen your posts where you're, you're sitting at your desk, you're writing through it, you're, you're building the concepts. And obviously you've had so much experience. Walk me, walk me through flip the switch. I was sitting in a boot camp probably three or four years ago with my wife, where there was a, a Vietnam veteran teaching the boot camp. And he was in the war dog division of the Vietnam war. And the war dog division is, a person that goes ahead of the infantry to make sure that there's no bombs or booby traps or ambushes so that so that the, the people are not stepping into an ambush. Well, he goes into the jungle with a dog. Okay, the war dog division and the dog. He kept talking about how to prey drive. And he kept talking about the prey drive of this dog and the dog's prey drive. And I'm sitting there like, 
what is this dude talking about? What's a prey dry? And so I Googled it, right? And yeah. and and I quickly find out prey dry, P-R-E-Y-D-R-I-V-E, is an animal's ability to stalk, capture, and kill prey. Okay, now one of the gifts the good Lord gave me is the gift of association. So what my real talent is, Richie, is I have the ability to take a concept, deconstruct that concept, and then codify that concept, and then package and deliver the concept in a way that activates something inside of another person. Okay, that's what I've been doing as a young basketball coach. This is what I've been doing as a, as a business coach, and I never had the right framework to call it. So when he said, pray drive, and I looked it up that day, I elbowed my wife and I said, that's it, man. Humans have a prey drive. It, but it's not their ability to stalk, capture, and kill something. It's their ability to see something and pursue it. So I begin drawing a correlation between prey driving an animal, prey driving a person. So I trademarked prey drive and started to build out a system. How do I activate that drive? It's a new way to talk about motivation. Like people's talking about motivation in every way you could talk about, it, right? Prey drive is a new way to talk about an old thing. So, so I believe you have a prey drive. Your wife has a prey drive. Your, your, your friends have a prey drive. It's an instinct inside of you to pursue your potential, to pursue something. But right. I also believe that prey drive has to be activated by something. Okay. So I've kind of positioned myself as the leading authority in the world at activating that. Now, why don't we call the book Prey Drives? I signed a publishing deal with McGraw-Hill to do this book. And, you know, they do tests on this and they were afraid if you put Prey Drive on the book, P-R-E-Y-D-R-I-V-E, that it would turn some people off because they thought it would be predatory. It's so interesting because people who know me and hear me speak on it, they're like, oh my gosh, I'll be called Prey Drive. Right. Like Judge Graham was like, oh, I'd call it prey drive right out of the gate. Yeah. But he's very dominant, very driven. Right. So we're looking for something that would appeal to more, more a lot of people. So they asked me, um, what does this do for people? And I said, man, what it really does is flip a switch inside of a person. Mm. And maybe they've never flipped in their life. My wife didn't flip hers until 30 years old. My wife did drugs every day for three years from 21 to 24. I didn't know her during that period of her life. I was a basketball coach. She was selling cell phones for Verizon. She hung around all the wrong people, did all the wrong things. Her, they sent her to one of my workshops. And in, in one and a half hours, boom, her drive was activated. You flipped the switch. Switch was flipped. Now she's writing her own books. Now she, we're doing couples retreats. Now my wife handles all of our real estate. I mean, she's, she's a leader in the health industry, leading our health division. What happened to her? Her prey drive was activated. And we have three, and we have three kids. So apparently her, her sex drive was activated too. That's associated, <laughs> that's associated with prey drive. Prey drive is pursuit of something. So right. that's, that's kind of what my whole life is about right now, Richie. I'm, I'm totally consumed with this concept. It, it is one of my biggest concepts I've ever created. Because once you create a concept, and it, it could be two words, but it goes so deep, right? There's so many, there's, there's all of these concepts and methods within the concept it probably you know yeah so so what exactly so so it's the ability for somebody to find pursue capture prey um so so how does how does one activate that like if i'm sitting here and i'm not taking action like i should be 
How do I, how, how do you activate that? Well, I think there's three phases of prey drive. Okay. So if you study all the motivational theories, and that's what I really did to write this book is I studied the top 20 motivational theories. I deconstructed those theories. And I basically, every motivation theory says the same thing. We move toward things we want. Okay. If I'm hungry, I move toward food. If I'm thirsty, I move toward water. If I'm lonely, I move toward people. But here's the problem in America. We're so well fed in America. We have everything we want many times. We got nice cars, nice houses, good kids, make good money. So what happens is the prey drive is actually suppressed. So just remember this, satisfied needs never motivate people, only unsatisfied needs. So the prey drive first has to be activated. So I have a routine every morning where I work through the activation of my prey drive. Just because I'm in the motivation business doesn't mean I wake up motivated every day. Right. I wake See, up this, is an, this is an everyday thing. This is an everyday thing. I wake up tired, frustrated, irritated, just like everybody else. Man, I've been doing this for 30 years, man. I mean, I've, I'm speaking, you know, seven, eight, 10 times a week. I'm on planes and hotels. And so if you, if people think I wake up with my prey drive activated every day, they've lost their mind. I do not. I wake up just like everybody else does. <clears throat> then I go to work on activating my prey drive. So I have a spiritual piece, feeds my faith. I have a physical uh, piece, feeds my body. I have a, a emotional piece, feeds my heart. I have a, 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 a mental piece, feeds my mind. And I'm working through a routine to get that prey drive activated. Sometimes it's listening to something. Sometimes it's seeing something. Sometimes it's, it's being irritated by something. So there's three phases to it. First, it has to be activated. And, I and you got activated every single day. So you yeah. activate it in people. There's that, that you have to have that initial activation first. Well, it's got to be, the switch has got to be initially flipped. Like you got to be open to it for it to be turned that first time, like a like cranking an engine of a car. Got it. But, but then you got to activate it every day. Yeah, like but gas in it. You got to always like, be, Hey man, I'm yeah. tired. I'm irritated. I'm frustrated. How do I activate this drive? So once it's activated, I think that's the easy part, to be honest. People can watch this podcast and have their pre-drive activated. I can listen to a music and have my prey drive activated. I can see something cool and have my prey drive activated. But but then there's got to be a persistence to the prey drive. And yeah. that is the ability to do something you don't want to do every day, to show up and be be great every single freaking day over and over. So then there's got to be an intensity to the prey drive, which is a see something and pursue it with a real intensity to see something through to its conclusion. And salespeople are terrible about this. They leave loops, open loops, where they don't follow up or they don't bring a person to a decision or they don't make outbound calls or they don't engage with people after they sold them. So salespeople all over the world need this drive activated every single day. So I spend a lot of my time coaching managers and how to activate and reactivate that drive. In their teams. In their teams. Because yeah. like, man, I got this dude over here. I know he's got talent. But man, I cannot find I cannot find a way to activate his drive to go get. I was having this discussion with a major insurance company last night. And the guy said, Well, we're teaching this and we're teaching this and we're teaching this. And I'm like, look, all due respect, I've been coaching people for 30 years. Nothing happens until that prey drive is activated. I don't care how much product training you give a person, I don't care how many sales techniques they have. If they don't have a desire like the lion going into the jungle to kill the prey so the whole family can eat. 
If they don't tap into that, man, it don't matter how much you teach them. So, so I spend a lot of my time coaching companies and big downlines of, you know, direct selling models or managers of companies trying to, and salespeople of companies to, to, to first teach them how to do this every single day, right? Because I got a guy on my team is an AT&C salesman. And he told me, he said, man, when we hit our quota for the day, we just shut it. We just went to, went to the house and it was easy to hit our quota. And I'm like, well, you know, you ain't working AT&T anymore, brother. You're working with me. And when we hit our quota, we, we go get another one and we go get another one. Now, what's interesting is his wife came to me at one of our events and she said, I want to thank you for what you're doing for my husband. He hasn't been pushed this hard in 10 years. Success came easy to him over there. So he'd get it, he'd get it, then he'd get lazy. He'd go get one, then he'd get lazy. Yeah. So I, he's like, man, every day with you, he has to play up. Well, guess what? Environment is an activator of prey drive. Exposure is an activator of prey drive. Competition is an activator of prey drive. Here's one for you. Fear of losing everything is an activator of prey drive, Right. When I'm writing this book, Steve Carlos, who you and I both know, Two Market Media, when we were writing, I was writing it right in the middle of the pandemic. I mean, I'm talking like the beginning when everybody's all freaked out. <clears throat> I had a lot of fear during that period because I was losing about a quarter of a million a month in speaking fees. And, and that's the number one way I drive leads. I'm driving about 3,000 leads every 90 days. But the number from one speaking, way I, like from speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From speaking, from webinars, you know, from now it's webinars I'm doing. But but in those days, it was literally me getting in front of like next week I'm speaking to 3,000 people in Phoenix. Nice. You know, I, and, and so, you know, I did a, a virtual webinar last week that had 500 people on it, and that's 500 new leads. So I'm feeding so many leads into the system. We literally can't keep up with all the leads. But but during the pandemic, it's like, hey, there's no speaking. Now figure it out. So I'm sitting there thinking, man, I'm losing a quarter of a million a month. I was afraid. But guess what I started doing, man? The fear activated a drive in me, Richie, that I haven't had, that I hadn't felt that strong since I was a high school championship coach. You follow me? It's like, yeah. it's like the fear activated that prey driving me to hit another gear. Now, here's what's funny. I did 1.6 million in October of 2020 in one month, right in the middle of the big in the biggest pandemic. And people are like, what do you what like how did you do that? Yeah. I'm like, man, the fear activated something so freakish inside of me. It was really the fear of losing everything. Is a fear of spending 20 years doing something and watching it go down the drain. And I just wouldn't go let that happen. So instead of just getting back to normal, I actually found another gear. So fear, competition exposure, environment, embarrassment. These are the five activators that I focus on in the new book. Wow. That's a lot. So those are all different areas that, that, wow. So, so, so if I'm, if I'm, if I want to activate my own print, so let's say I go to your thing, I, I get my, my switch flipped. Yeah. How do I, how am I constantly keeping it? Because not everybody is like, you know, not everybody has that same type of you know, they get, some people feel fear and they shut down. Right. Or, or, you know, so how, but you, you know, how do you teach someone to keep that, that switch flipped and to find those ways to activate that drive every day? Cause if you don't, like you said, it, it's yeah. a slippery slope and then you're going downhill fast. Well, think about this. You were an athlete. Yeah. Right. Think about the environment 
of how it forced you to come in every day and show up, right? And think yeah. about the stimulus from your coaches and then pushing you and challenging you and stretching you. So this is why people need a coach in their life. I go to a gym in the morning called Rock Box. I love it. I box for 30 minutes hard and then I do functional fitness for 30 minutes, but it's in a group setting. I got a well, a, a very skilled trainer and he or she are just sitting there pushing me the whole time, okay? I go on the road, Richie, to speak, and I go to the gym and work out, and it don't look nothing like that workout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me tell you why. Because that stimulus is not there. The, act of, the environment in that setting activates the prey drive. So for people who really struggle with a discipline, discipline is a derivative of the word disciple means to give yourself to a person or cause you believe in. We think about Jesus had 12 disciples. That's how a lot of people think about disciples. But I talk about it also in this way. You are a disciple to your own future. See, nobody can see your future except you. It lives in your imagination. My wife can't see my future. My mama can't see my future. My kids can't see my future. The only person that can see it's me. I will either become a disciple to that future or I won't. I will either have the self-discipline to, to disciple to that future or I want. Now, most people struggle with what? Discipline, consistency. So what do they need? That, you know, in a sales cycle, you literally need like a pit boss that is pushing and challenging you. And this is why your, your service is so valuable because where do people fall off the wagon, man? I try to do it. Even though Paul in the Bible, one of the greatest, greatest people in the whole Bible said, man, I try to do good, but I just can't do it. If he can't do good, we're in trouble, man. Because that's one of the greatest dudes, the greatest dudes in the whole Bible. And he's like, man, I struggle every single day to do good. Here's the deal. That is human nature. And human nature is I come out of the gate strong. I fail to follow through and I experience guilt. And that guilt is associated with grief. I'm grieving my lost potential, which is why we need accountability mechanisms, which is why we need coaching, right? So this morning, I slept in. Alarm went off at 4.15. And I was just exhausted from some events I did. I typically get up and go to the gym at five and I work through it. I even booked it last night. And then I didn't go this morning. I went to the gym and worked out on my own. So I did make it. I did do workout, yeah. but, but I felt guilty all day, Richie. Mm. I felt guilty all day, man. I, you know who I let down? I let down myself, man. Right. And, and it, it affected my mindset. And, and I said, man, I ain't doing that again. I felt guilty. I started with good intention. I failed to follow through. I experienced guilt. And the guilt is so strong. I'm like, I ain't doing that again, man. I ain't doing that again. I ain't doing that again. So, so, but some people don't experience that guilt. They just keep, keep not going. <laughs> right. They just, it, they, they've, it's like, it's the downhill site. It's like when people start a diet, for example, and then they have one bad day. It's always the, the first big holiday. I think it's the end of January, early February. And then the gym's packed and then it's not packed anymore because it's that one monday they miss and then it's just this downhill spiral all it effect. takes is one man all it yeah. takes is one day which is why the prey drive has to be activated every freaking day so, so if so if i'm a leader and i've got i'm, I'm creating this environment right where every mm -hmm. time people come in even we just moved to new offices and i got team members and i i you know, obviously we, we do what we preach. So we're constantly, we have next plays, everything. But I, I, I think that there's this space for this. That's that really will take it to the next level. Right. So, so if I'm in here 
And I want to constantly create this environment of, of activation, activation, activation. How would I do that? Like, what would be my process to create that type of environment? All right. So I, I start every day, you know, by teaching my own salespeople how to activate their drive. They don't always follow. So remember, we're going body, mind, heart, and spirit by 8 a.m. every morning. So I listen to something on faith. I listen to something on business. I work out physically. And I spend time with my family that feeds my body. That's part of my cycle. And I'm trying to teach them. This is how you activate it every day. All right. Then I have a lot of sayings, right? That I, that I, because I've worked with some of the top sports psychologists in the world. And I listen how they self-talk. How do you self-talk, right? I don't feel my way into acting. I act my way into feeling. When I don't feel like doing it, I do it right then. You see what I'm saying? I don't feel like making a sales call. I call right then. I don't feel like dealing with the problem. I deal right now. Amateurs listen to their feelings. Professionals do not listen to their feelings. Okay. So then I start my sales team every morning off with a, about a 15 or 20 minute meeting. The whole purpose of that is to activate the prey drive. It is not to teach them everything I know. Yeah, okay? no, it can't it's be a training. Act. Yeah, it's to activate. Then we go into environment, nine to 11, nothing but new money. Totally focused. I believe in a concept called deep work that Cal Newport talks about in his book, who's a psychologist, deep worker, focused, undistracted periods of time. 98% of salespeople don't do this. Yeah. They can't focus for two hours. They can't hit it hard for two hours. So I try to sell my people on, look, bang it out for two hours, take a break, get your re reset, come back in. So we have checkpoints at 9, 12, 30, and 4.30 with my sales team, right? And we check in at all those points. So typically it's new money in the morning, engage with our current clients in the afternoon for new money, right? Engage, try to get them to a deeper level. So what I'm trying to do is just force an environment and then every day we turn sales numbers in, boom, boom, boom. This is where we are. This is where our relationship to our numbers. Every, everybody does this every single day. Right. And that's kind of part of me building an accountability structure. Yeah. So it, that, that morning meeting, I'm very interested because I think it's so important, so powerful. What do you cover? Like, what do you have them answer? Do you go around the room and everybody answers a question? Like, how do you, how do you run that? Well, I have a selling system that I wrote about in a book called Legacy Selling. And I wrote the book, Million Dollar Follow-Up. And, and so there's a system that we're following, okay? And there's a vernacular we're using. Who's on your hit list? Who's in your farm club? Who's in your red zone? Who's in your top 25? What events are we planning? And what I'm doing is I'm going, okay, who's in the red zone? Boom, I got five people in the red zone right now. Okay, great. All right, who's on the hit list today for new money? Boom, I'm working these people. They also turn this into me by 7 p.m. on Sunday night. They turn in their hit list, farm club, top 25 to me as a team. Uh, every person, even my operational people turn in their, 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 their items for the week. I like that. I like that. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, boom, every day it's like, all right, boom, let's go do it. So in the meeting, I typically talk about success because I believe it taps into the purpose of what we're doing. So I may say, man, Richie's in our program. I just got a message. Here's a message I got yesterday. 66-year-old woman, auctioneer in Maine. She tells me yesterday, she said, gosh, you irritate me. You just irritate me how hard you push, right? Because I'm 66. I'm of a different generation. She said, but my accountant sent me my, my numbers for the year. And since I joined you, your coaching program in April to December of last year, I made more money than any year of my life. And she mm -hmm. said, I owe it all to you, man. You, the way you pushed me, the way you challenged me, the way you helped me. 
And so I share that with the team. And I'm like, all right, who else are we going to help today? How many people are we going to help today? How many more stories like that are we going to get today? The sharing to, testimonials, reviews. Yeah, I try to keep it purpose-driven, but then I'm very tactical. I typically do one teaching point. So it may be, Richie, I'm going to show you how I bring a person to a decision when they're on the fence. Let me show you some word wordage that I may use to get a deal across the finish line. Let me show you how I open my phone conversations. Let me show you how I overcome this objection. So it's typically one teaching point. And then I go around the horn and they tell me hit list, farm club, red zone, that kind of thing. Love it. So what, 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 and just for people listening, I'm sure this is going to be helpful. What, what are some of the products that you offer that if someone reaches out to you, I, I see quite a bit of your retreats and you got a lodge and, so, you know, if someone re is reaching out to you, what typically, or when you go and speak, what, what do you offer? Like, what, what can somebody, if someone wants to engage with you, what, what would that look like? There's a few things that I really, really enjoy. A lot of people bring their team, their leaders, their managers, their salespeople to the lodge, to this big 8,000 square foot lodge I have. And I do a one to two day boot camp with them through the selling system, through the activation of Prey Drive, right? I'm doing that tomorrow. Uh, for, for 28 people that are coming in from all over the world. So think of it this way. I offer coaching, both corporate and individual, <clears throat> through, through corporate agreements I have with people, where people literally hire me to come in and coach their sales team and their leaders or managers, right. corporate. Then I do individual boot camps on the sales system. Uh, I do boot camps on coaching, how to build multi-million dollar coaching businesses. So tomorrow... Those 28 people are paying 5,000 a piece to come in for me to teach them how to build their speaking, coaching, and writing business. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, the other products I offer online Academy, obviously um, we were offering uh, couples retreats. So I look for areas where I see problems. Yeah. We're interested in the couples one. <laughs> yeah. Sure. yeah. I look for, I look for areas where I think, okay, we can create a product suite there. So yeah. I just did a virtual, I just did a virtual summit on, you know, Thursday and Friday called Purpose to Profit at 503. Oh, I saw those pictures, man. That was crazy. Yeah, we had, we had, we had uh, 503 people. Uh, as of today, we're probably close to 400,000 in sales from that event. And so, and so those are people that bought packages that were 10, 20 and 75,000. And what I do is I plug them in so they can come to these four boot camps. Plus they can get this. If you got the 75,000 level, you got to fly with me on my private jet to an event. You got to experience what it's like because most of them want to speak or write books or coach. So, and you had to apply for that level. We had five people apply for that, for the 75,000 level to be involved in that. Awesome, man. Wow. So, so you have the, the boot camps and events, but you also have the corporate side. So, right. so, so if, if, they could actually bring their team to you. I've never seen a coach ever do that. Or yeah, I've never seen people, a speaker do that. A lot of people like that because it, they're they're looking, many people are looking to get them out of their environment. Right. Kind of go, kind of go immersive, kind of get to somewhere really cool. And I bought this big, beautiful 8,000 square foot lodge. It sits on 23 acres. Uh, I built out a 54 person training facility there. So it's just like this really cool environment. And so people fly in from all over the country and or all over the world. And we just take them deep, man, for two days. And people like that intimacy in that small group setting. 
and uh, you know, it kind of sets in motion a lot of energy for them. And then we may follow that up with an ongoing monthly coaching cycle. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Um, awesome. And so t- talk to me a little bit about the greatness factory. Cause I, like, I feel like it's such a good concept. It's such a good idea. Um, it's almost like basically the lodge. However, anybody can, can rent a space, but then not, cause a lot of people are doing that, the co-working and the private spaces, yeah. but you're, you're taking it to the next level by also <clears throat> offering coaching as being a part of basically their rent is that how, how does it work yeah when moms and dads would bring their kids to me at 14 years old they all they all basically said the same thing my daughter has a lot of potential okay because of your background you know the value of a coach a great coach in activating that potential and so i would say uh thank you for bringing your daughter to the greatness factory because we're going to manufacture her greatness and i was teaching as a high school coach richie i was teaching Man, crazy stuff. I was teaching every kid the seven habits of highly effective people. Principles of good to great. Five dysfunctions of teams. Man, this was back in 1999. I was, it was so far ahead of what other people were teaching their kids that people call it brainwashing. <laughs> They're like, man, what you, you're brainwashing the kids. But here's the deal. We were winning so many games. We were winning about 74.6% of our games that, that people were constantly asking me, what are you doing? And I said, man, I'm growing the whole person and I'm coaching this. We got laugh after basketball. So, so that's why I started writing books. Okay. Because so, oh, so you practice. wrote books before you became, yeah. got it. Yeah. I started writing books when I was a high school coach at 25 years old is when I wrote my first book because so many people were asking, what are you doing with the kids? And, um, but that greatness factory concept stuck and many years later in 2015, 2016, before I spoke at 10 X in 2018, I started having this vision. I'm a faith-based person. And I started having a vision. I felt like from God that was saying, you, 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 you got to build great, greatness factories for adults, man. You were great at building greatness factories for kids. And so I started envisioning this cool place that was really inspired where you could do the deep work. You could, you could learn, you could grow, you could connect, you could work. So the greatness factories are... Yes, you can work there, shared office, permanent offices, but there's also really cool modern auditoriums, podcast studios, rooms where you can do deep work, rooms where you can meet with your team, rooms where you can take meetings. So each room is specifically designed with a purpose. One room activates your prey drive to think bigger. Then you go to this room to work with your team at a deep level. Then you go to the auditorium for bigger events. So it's like a little city where people would pay membership fees to work there, learn there. And part of their membership includes coaching. It includes access to the events. Oh, smart, man. Is, is there anywhere else that's doing something like that? You know, it's it's interesting to me that 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 nobody, everybody thinks people just want office space. And and I and I was in a WeWork while they're building the yeah. great factory in Nashville. And I and I thought it was nice. I studied Adam Newman and and how he built WeWork. I mean, I'm talking studied it at a freakish level. I studied industries, Regis, spaces, all those spaces that are out there. And they're all cool. What they're missing, though, is my employees never got better when they worked at WeWork. They never, they didn't get any coaching. And here's the crazy thing. They didn't even make any networks with anybody. Like their concept of networking is to have donuts in the morning 
or pancakes. Coffee for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. My, my concept is no, your employees can get better here. They can get into training and the environment's going to be so cool. It forces them to want to play. So typically because of that, the value of the real estate is so much greater than selling it per square foot. Now a square foot of, of real estate is worth a whole lot more because you can train, you can learn, you can grow, you can connect. And so we have people all over the country right now that want to license these. We've got interest in Sioux Falls, Tampa, Florida, the whole state of Alabama. So as soon as I build this first one and you really see it, what's going to happen is you're going to see these things pop up. I really believe everywhere. And that'll be a licensing play. Such a smart idea. How are you going to, the coaching is going to be the tough part, right? Finding good, solid coaches <laughs> that can. Yeah. Now the key part, what I'm finding is it takes a very special person that has incredible prey drive to, to pull this off. Right. And, 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 and I'm talking about to the level star so guy in Sioux Falls. It's got it. Uh, our people in Alabama, I think have it. Uh, we got a guy in Houston, Texas, that's got the prey drive to do it. So think of it this way. I studied a lot of churches and, you know, churches have one key pastor and then they simulcast around the country. They may have 25 campuses, right, on a Sunday morning to where they got the one key pastor preaching. And then it, it literally is simulcast to all these other places. Second Baptist Church in Houston has 78,000 members. So, so literally, but they got one main pastor. So in the greatness factories, like I'm the pastor, and when I'm teaching, they'll be simulcast to all those greatness factories. So their people can come in and get those boot camps that I'm doing. And then they will have local right. facilitators who right. are great coaches as well to develop and go deeper. Freaking amazing, dude. I think it's such a good idea. And if you're anywhere in the Nashville area, you you have to go check this out. When does it when does it uh go live? We're probably about, I want to say eight months from yeah. the one in Nashville. And I'm right downtown Nashville. The location is just sick. It's How many square feet off. is it? The one in Nashville is eight thousand square foot. And it's three levels. So it's got an entry level, a, a mezzanine, and then a, a full third level where the auditorium is. I saw a picture, I think, that you posted. And it's like you, one of the pictures is you sitting at the desk. <laughs> I, thought that was cool. I thought that was cool how they put me in there sitting in my own desk. That's actually what my office will look like down there. My yeah, office, yeah. But my office has a gym, uh, full bathroom, has my own private gym in there. I mean, it's really, really a cool, a cool thing. And I said, man, if I'm going to spend six million bucks, at least I'm going to have my own gym <laughs> and a nice big bathroom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. It's, it's, it's really cool. Um, so real quick, I want to, I want to kind of wrap things up with this because there, there are a lot of people that are interested in, in, in speaking and, and coaching, you know, they want to, they want to share their stories. Um, you know, you're traveling all over the country. People ask me all the time, I see you doing this and this event and this, like, how do you do it? And I'm just curious from your point of view, what's been your, how have you grown so much? How did you, how did you build your seven figure coaching business? What was your kind of your process and how do you today continue to feed that machine and, and speak all over the country and the world? I think, I think, that the way my speaking business has grown is that I've really continued to get better and better and better with connecting with an audience. Mm -hmm. and so there's real transformation that takes place when I speak. And because of that, the, the feedback is so strong that I, it, it produces infinitely more speaking engagements. 
So, you know, when I do 3000 people next week, set this big mega church in Phoenix for a direct selling company, you know, that may lead to who knows how many more opportunities, right. For coaching and all those things. But the way I've built speaking is just, is just have very incredible concepts. So think about some of the concepts I've created. Person of interest was, was a big concept. Uh, a million dollar follow-up was a big concept, right? Pray drive is a big concept. Right. Uh, you know, and, and what happens is these concepts solve problems for people. So when you create great concepts like this Friday, I'm in Vegas. I'm actually in Vegas this Friday. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. And I'm speaking at uh, to, to Miracle Ear, you know, sells hearing aids. And, you know, the number one thing they want oh. activate their prey drive. So yeah. everywhere I go, part of building the speaking business is having incredible concepts but then I've taken it a step further that many people never do is I've actually built out the infrastructure to collect large amounts of leads, to work those leads, to follow up with those leads, to, this is why I say every speaking engagement, I believe is worth 250,000. I, I believe I can extract 250,000 out of every speaking engagement if you give me a certain number of people, right? Even if that number right. is 50 people, if it's 50 of the right people, there's $250,000 of future business. Now, that's very different than a lot of speakers who say, I want to get paid a speaking fee and I want to go home. I right. actually see the speaking as the activator right. of the trade Concepts, yeah. The, the speaking is marketing to me. Right. And, and, and then I'm going to generate leads and interest. And from that leads and interest, we're going to come back and we're going to offer people to go deeper with me. And, and that may be, you know, uh, a, a mortgage company that hires me to be their coach that pays me a $500,000 to be their coach. It could be a real estate company that says it. it could be two of the top EXP guys in the world who saw me speak for 20 minutes ago. I want you to be my coach because here's the deal. If I coach those two guys, they have a downline of 10, 20,000. Then they start going, Hey, we want you to do stuff for our team. Now we're, now we're getting dealing with 10,000 more people. Now we're dealing with big downlines of people see so then it's perpetual then it's like hey man i could just stay with one group and just coach them forever because the exp so is huge right i mean they're growing by ten thousand agents a month so i've been texting back and forth with like the number two guy in the whole company in the whole company and he's doing a big event for ten thousand people in in uh august and september and he wants me to do something for his team next week and i said man if it goes well i want you to consider me for that big 10,000 person event. And he's like, absolutely. So I just get in there and I do a great job and I really bring value and I really have something to say. And I try my best to connect with that audience in such a way they go, we want to bring that dude back. And that's kind of my, how I built my speaking business. Now the products, what I do with products is I try different products and I see what I like and what I don't like. I love boot camps. I love intimacy. I love taking 30, 40, 50 people for a day to two days. And just taking them deep, man, on a concept. I love that. So, so I've tried to build my business around what I personally love doing, like an artist or athlete or entertainer. And I speak and I coach. And that's it. Okay. And this is the way I coach people. If you want to be coached by me, then you come and get in the ring with me or we structure it in one of these ways because that's the way I coach people. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and I don't do any one-to-one. People offer me obscene amounts of money to do one-to-one, -one, and, and I very seldom do it, but I do do maybe one-to-four. I will say you get four other people. Each of you pay this. That way, my hour is worth 10000 an hour versus 500 an hour. 
And, you know, so, so I may, I may say, Hey, you get four people together. It's X number of dollars per, per, per session. And they'll go get those people. And then, you know, then that's how, that's how we can really generate serious revenue. Yeah. One-on-one is tough, man. I, I, I couldn't do that. It's it's way too too time consuming, and you could you could get people the same results without that. You know what I mean? You don't need that. So so what's what's your next play? What what's Coach Burt's next play? I know you got the greatness factory. I know you got your coaching program, but someone who's as driven as you, who has as accomplished as much as you, you know, you got flipped the switch, but what's your next play? Like, what do you see as the next big vision for coach Burt? My, my big play has always been since I started doing this at 31 years old. See, I retired from athletic coaching at 31. I had already spent a decade coaching at right. high school level, 18 to 31. While I was in college, I was there coaching. So I wrote down on my board. Um, I was a huge disciple of Stephen Covey. Covey impacted me more than anybody from 18 to 25. So I wrote down on my board at 31 years old that I want to, I want to, I want to be the next Cuppy. I want to be the modern day Cuppy. And, and so so what I'm really saying is I want to impact millions of people like my mentor did. And and that's my driving ambition is to, is to be an international thought leader. Like when you think of international thought leaders, you think Robbins, Cardone, Maxwell, like there's, there's X Kiyosaki. number of yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you think, man, and that's my dream. So I'm 45 years old and, and my dream is to be, Hey, when you think of those great people, man, who have impacted so many people, it, it, whether you like them or don't like them, they're so good, right. That, that they've impacted so many people that I want to be so effective. I'm not sitting out to be famous. I know, I know when I wrote personal ventures, some people thought, well, you just, you're just trying to be famous. No, I'm trying to be effective. And the more effective I become, the more famous I will become. But I don't set out to be famous for being famous, man. There's people famous on TikTok that don't have a talent, don't have, don't have any talent. There's people being famous on YouTube that don't have any talent. I want to set out to be effective. And if that helps you become known in the world, because you got to become known to help people, right. right? To help a lot of people. And that's, that's really my big driving ambition. Yeah. You have to be like, I mean, the purchase person of interest, you know, if you want to be an international thought leader, you have to be, you have to end up being famous as a, as a byproduct of it. But something you said that I hope a lot of people take away from this, and this is something I missed for like the first seven years of my speaking career was, you know, it's very easy to go out and, and have a, have a story and be, tell people to be motivated and to believe in themselves but until you have your your concept and your message and something that is actionable for people, you're never truly gonna build, um, you know, you're never gonna build a coaching business or a speaking business that's worth its salt. It's just not gonna happen. Um, and I think you brought up that that good point. Pray, drive, person of interest, the ones that you've had, um, that's really powerful. So. Uh, and, and your next play, I think, is 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 awesome, man. So I, I look forward to continue to watch you grow. Is there anything that I missed, man? Like what what where where am I sending people to get? How do I get people to to you? Well, I try to post as much as I can every day on Instagram at Michael Burt. My mom did spell my name different; she spelled it E A L. But if you search Coach Michael Burt, uh, you can find me. I do videos on YouTube every day. I do videos on Facebook every day. 
Uh, I try to just be a source of inspiration for people. That gives me purpose in my life. Uh, and then if you want to come to a boot camp or come see us or get involved in something, or you know you need your prey drive activated, or you want to build a speaking business, you know, I think there's, there's, there's a lot of things I can't do. Can't cook. I'm geographically illiterate. I can't fix a car. You know, I was raised by a single mom and she didn't teach me how to fix a car. So there's a lot of things I'm bad at. But when it comes to coaching, I'm a pure coach. And when I spoke at 10X, that's really what all of those guys say. Mylette, Cardone, Grover, they're like, you're, you're a pure coach. You're and a that coach. Really, yeah, and that really separates you in your domain than a lot of people that are out there that maybe write books and speak. I mean, I speak, but I'm really a coach. Yeah. And he's got all these different retreats. Like I'm going to the, how to be driven, how to, how to be married to a driven person. Um, but he, he's got some, some really powerful stuff. Is there anywhere anyone can go to, to, to pre-order your book or. Yeah, they can go to Amazon and the oh, book it's is already up. Yep. It's already pre-orders up. It's, it's, it's coming out in October of this year. That's the, when it's release date, we're going through the final rounds of editing. I already wrote the book. Now we're going through and just adding and getting real, you know, and that's why I write my own books because I want a deep intimacy with the concept. So every time I teach it, man, I get a deeper intimacy with it. And, uh, you know, and so I'm excited about this. This is my 17th book. And we, we really want it to be a, a bestseller and we want it to hit the big list. And we can't do it without guys like you out there helping us. So thank you for that. Yeah, it'll be on the New York Times and we'll, and I'm going to be promoting the heck out of it. So. Yes, sir. So flip the switch, go to Amazon, pre-order it now while it's probably still a good deal after that. I mean, you should still buy the book regardless, but go and pre-order it. And if you're interested in his retreats, um, he does have um, B2C coaching programs. Um, it, it's really, really powerful stuff. Everything that comes from, from what Coach Burt does is five-star. So go and check him out. Coach Burt, thank you so much for uh, for being here and being on the show. It really means a lot. Absolutely. Thank you, bud. Great show. Thank you Bye for now. listening to this episode of the Next Play Podcast. If you liked the show, make sure to leave us a review. For more resources, visit RelentlessUniversity.com or download the free Relentless University app. And if you're interested in having me speak at your next event, visit RelentlessRitchie.com. Until next time.